0: Welcome to the City of Thomasville Spotlight, a weekly show dedicated to providing the community with the latest news and happenings about the City of Thomasville. We will discuss everything from city business, events, daily operations, and public safety. Here's your host, Chris Hurst. Chris Hurst here with WPAX Radio. Today I'm excited two guests today and as perfect as the spotlight is returning after a
1: long summer break my name is chris mullins i'm a lieutenant with the thomasville police department in charge of our special operations division
2: crystal parker community relations officer thomasville police department lieutenant mullins how long have you served
1: I've had two different stints. My first run was seven years back in the late 80s through the mid 90s, and then I came back early 2000s. So, overall, about 22 years of law enforcement service. I enjoy serving the community.
0: Corporal Parker, I've asked you before how long have you served here in Thompson?
2: 14 and a half years. Wow.
0: So all together, we've got more than two decades serving our community here. That's awesome. This is the time of year where students may not necessarily be all that excited about, but a lot of times as parents and grandparents, we may feel a little differently. Of course, the school year just around the corner. Just give us some general tips for motorists and drivers. What should they be aware of?
1: Some of the things in general that we initially highlight as school starts back up is that there tends to be a whole lot more pedestrian traffic, people going to work traffic, kids driving back and forth their first year with their license, driving their friends, parents trying to drop the kids off and get to where they want to go. So those areas in the school zones tend to be a lot more congested. And what we would request that people do is start to pay attention as you start coming into the school zones and be aware of all these additional obstacles that are out there. And we ask that people be courteous, whether you're crossing the street or driving a vehicle, everybody extends that courtesy. It's less stressful for everybody. There's a less likelihood of an incident taking place. So those are just a few of the things we would ask people to consider on the front end of the new driving year. And Corporal Parker, the locations
0: of the speed detection cameras, where are they in what hours are they active
2: yeah this is a great question chris even though we've had them implemented for a couple years now it's still a pretty common question the basics of it are that the cameras are operating and documenting speeding activity from seven o'clock in the morning until four o'clock in the afternoon so that's one hour before school starts all throughout the school day and then one hour after school lets out as well. So I think people were under the misconception for a long time that it only operates during coming and going times, but the truth is that it operates throughout the entire school day plus an hour before and an hour after school lets out.
1: That hour before, that speed limit restriction is 25 in the school zone. And that after hour towards the end of the day, same thing is 25.
2: Definitely be on the lookout for those flashing lights. That'll let you know if it's a 25 mile per hour time. The rest of the time, you should only be going 35 in that area because that's all it is, 24 hours a day, regardless of whether the cameras are documenting your activities or not. The locations of those red speed school speed detection cameras. So they're going to be on West Jackson by Har. Elementary. They're going to be on East Jackson around all the schools in that area. They're going to be on East Clay and they're going to be on South Broad by Jerger Elementary.
0: Let's talk a little bit about bus safety and drivers. What should motorists and drivers, what should they keep in mind when we're talking
1: about bus safety? So some of the information that should help everybody that's out there in the motoring public, whether it's pedestrians, walking bicycles, golf carts coming soon, vehicle traffic. So everybody that's out there, if you see a bus in the distance, you immediately should start paying closer attention because the buses drop up and pick off throughout multiple routes and there's a lot of buses out at one time. But as you approach a bus, you should start To prepare to stop or to drive with caution and be ready to respond whether the flashing lights are yellow with the bus or if they're red. If you see a bus and it's getting ready to stop, the lights are flashing yellow, it means slow down, prepare to stop, not speed up and try to go past the bus. A big consideration is those buses have blind spots. They're very large. The kids exit off to the right, but there's been instances where the kids go around the front of the bus or the back of the bus and there's blind spots. So if people aren't adhering to passing the bus from behind or crossing in the opposite direction, there's a greater likelihood for an injury or an accident to occur. So we would ask that people pay attention specifically to that. And I can address the median or when they can pass if you'd like.
0: And within the city limits of Thomasville, there really are no instances where there would be a median, but there are in more of the rural areas in Thomas County and here in South Georgia, Highway 319, I think would be a great example. Do you want to address that, Corporal Parker?
2: the general rule of thumb here is if you see a school bus traveling and making stops here and there, you just immediately defer to that school bus. Whether you're in the city or the county is really going to be irrelevant. If you are on a highway and you're traveling in one direction and the bus is also traveling that direction, if it stops, you got to stop. Now, if you're traveling in the opposite direction across a median or something of that nature, you don't have to stop for that bus because there is a division between the two lanes of travel. So that's provides somewhat of a safety zone there. But again, if you're traveling in the same direction as that bus, those lights start flashing, that stop sign's coming out, you know that bus is preparing to stop and somebody's child is getting off of that bus and they deserve to have a safe trip to and from school and arrive home safely. So we just ask that you back off and respect the school bus and the safety of everybody's children.
0: And most importantly, in this scenario, they deserve that safe trip from that bus to their door. Absolutely, that's Chris. That's correct. That's that's definitely correct. Corporal Parker, here in Thomasville, it is not uncommon at all for drivers, for all of us, to see young students both walking and biking to school.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. As Lieutenant Mullins said earlier, this is a period of time where the kids have been on break for the summer. A lot of them have been away visiting relatives or going on vacations, but they're coming back. And so we're going to see a lot more pedestrian traffic of children walking to school, biking to school, crossing roadways. And just generally, we're going to see a lot more pedestrian activity, especially in the school zone areas, but also in the residential areas surrounding the schools. So keep your eyes open, put those phones down. you know everybody is so distracted these days. We're all guilty of it but you have to make that commitment to those kids that you're not going to be the thing that impedes them from getting to or from school safely. So put those phones away. Pay attention to what the kids are doing. Just remember kids are a little bit impulsive and sometimes they do things that we don't expect them to do like run into a street or they might drop their backpack and run to grab it or you know you never know what's going to happen. So if you are paying closer attention you're already ahead of the game in terms of safety.
1: What's really important about what Corporate Parker just said is that for years and years and years, we always place the blame on the driver. But kids nowadays, I've seen it, experienced it, and there's been accidents close to accidents happening. The kids are on their phone while they're walking. They're walking, they're talking. They got earbuds in or listening to music. They're not paying attention. They step in the roadway. So there's a responsibility for everybody to put the phone that. down, especially in these congested areas, because there's a lot of traffic. Leave early enough where you don't have to speed to get where you're going. The parents, we would ask that they educate the new kids that are driving in their cars. There are restrictions to the occupancy. We see a lot of times we may stop a car for speeding or a reckless driving or some sort of infraction, and we have that encounter and the driver is 15 or 16. They've got their temporary D license or their permit, and yet we'll see four or five or six other kids in the cars with that driver. And by law, they're restricted on who they can have in that car. You put four or five friends together leaving the school, there tends to be a lot of laughing, joking, a lot of distractions, a lot of play. People tend to do things a little bit more recklessly when their friends are around. So parents Need to help us and educate their kids. I'm giving you keys to this 3,000 pound vehicle. The phones have to go away. You have to abide by the restrictions that the laws put in place. It's for everybody's protection, not just their kid. It's those people that are out there walking and driving in the lanes next to these young people that are just getting their feet wet with the vehicle.
0: You made a couple of excellent points right there. Corporal Parker, here in Thomasville and Thomas County, we will be navigating school zones Monday.
2: You know, we all get lost in thought sometimes when we're driving. You may not be paying as close of attention as you should. So just be mindful if you're going through those school zone areas and it's a school day when the kids are in session. If you are exceeding that posted speed limit, you possibly could receive a citation in the mail from the speed detection program.
0: I can't thank y'all both enough for all this information as we're getting ready to get these students back to school safely. Lieutenant Mullins, here in Thomasville in years past, we've had some problems with motorists and drivers going a little too fast, or sometimes a lot too fast on South Pine Tree Boulevard, and I'm told that we have seen some improvement there.
1: Yeah, sure. So, what we do is when we have our staff meetings, in those meetings we discuss problem areas, good things and bad things, but we field all sorts of traffic complaints, whether it's on the phone, in writing, via text message, or in person. People go to the council, they go to the chief, they go to the mayor, they go to officers. So, we capture those problem locations and then we put it out to the field and we have assignments to go and post up at those locations, observe traffic. And the main reason we're there, again, is not the citation, it's to get compliance and education. I've worked South. Pine Tree Boulevard here the last few months pretty proactively and have written a lot of tickets, and gave a lot of warnings. But what I'd say is at the end of the day, our goal again is to get people to slow down. That is a residential. It takes all of us to get the mission accomplished.
2: You've been listening to the City of Thomasville Spotlight. The show is produced by Chris Hurst and Christy Owens. To learn more about the City of Thomasville, visit thomasville.org or follow us on Facebook. Thanks for listening.